Hello and welcome to this Grace Baptist Mission Media podcast. You're going to hear Serving Today, a program for pastors and church leaders. If you're involved in discipling others or perhaps you teach the Bible one-to-one or in a small group, Serving Today will be relevant for a wide range of believers. Welcome to Serving Today, the program for pastors and church leaders. This is Andrew Cook. It's really good that we can be together once more. The Holy Spirit and His Deity, more in the Christian Basics series. In our last program, we learnt that the Holy Spirit is a person. The Bible also tells us that the Holy Spirit is God, and it's this we're going to be looking at here on Serving Today. So Derek French asked John Hall to tell us where in the Bible the Holy Spirit is specifically described as God. The Holy Spirit is God and is referred to as God in the Bible. Let's start out by Acts 5, verses 3 and 4. Please would you read that for us, Derek? Yes, so this is when Ananias and his wife sold their land and lied about what they did with the money, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Well, Peter speaks to Ananias. Ananias, how is it that Satan has filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you receive from the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? After it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You've not lied to men, but to God. So he says, first of all, that Ananias has lied to the Holy Spirit. And then to sum up the terrible nature of his sin, Peter says, you have not lied to men, but to God. Mm, That's very clear there, isn't it? It is. Lied to the Holy Spirit, lied to God. Peter here calls the Holy Spirit God. As does Paul, for instance, in 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 16, he says, God's temple, the place where God lives, that God's spirit lives in you, he says. And also in 1 Corinthians 12 verses 3 to 6, you see the same Trinitarian formula, the spirit of God alongside the Lord Jesus. Perhaps you could read those two verses 4 as 1 Corinthians 3.16 and 1 Corinthians 12.3-6. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit lives in you? And then 1 Corinthians 12, Therefore I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus is cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. So in those passages of Scripture, the Holy Spirit is spoken of as God. John, are there occasions in the Bible where the actions of God are actually described as the actions of the Holy Spirit? Yes, for instance, Derek, right at the beginning of the Bible, in Genesis 1, 2 and 3, he is involved in creation. It says this, Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. He's involved in creation. Yes, that's very helpful there, isn't it? Because we think of creation as God's work. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Another question then, John. When we considered the Holy Spirit is a person... We saw how the Bible attributed personal characteristics to him. Now, does the same thing apply to the attributes of God? Are they also used to describe the Holy Spirit? 
Yes, that is true, Derek. The attributes of God are. He knows as God knows. They're applied to him like this in 1 Corinthians 2, 11 and 12. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. So he knows as God knows. He's also present everywhere as God is, as King David says in Psalm 139, verse 7. Where can I go from your Spirit? Where can I go from your presence? As God gives life, so the Spirit is described as the Spirit of life in Romans 8, verses 1 and 2, which Derek will read to us now. Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. As God is true and does not lie, so the Spirit is described as the Spirit of truth who guides into truth. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, writes John in John 16, 13, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, he will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. So we, we see in the Holy Spirit knows as God knows, he's present everywhere as God is present everywhere, he gives life as God gives life, and he speaks the truth as God is true. John, what about the Holy Spirit's association with the other persons in the Godhead, God the Father and God the Son? Are all three persons linked strongly in the Bible? Yes, Derek, in the following verses, all three persons of the Godhead, Father, Son and Spirit, are seen acting together and referred to alongside each other, which is very significant. They're seen acting together at Jesus' baptism in Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Please could you read those for us, Derek? As soon as Jesus was baptised, he went out of the water. At that moment heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. So the, the three of them are referred to together there, Father, Son and Spirit. He's also referred to alongside the Father and the Son in Matthew 28. The oneness of God is stressed there, it's in the name, singular, and yet there is in that name the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, all equally God. It's Matthew 28 and verse 19, and Derek will read that for us now. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. They're also associated together in 2 Corinthians 13 and verse 14. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Now, John, in that last verse there, God is spoken of specifically, but both the Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit are not described by that same title God, are they? Does that mean they're not considered as God in that verse? Or is it that God refers to God the Father, whereas Jesus is God the Son and the Holy Spirit is God the Holy Spirit? Yes, Derek, God refers to God the Father, but it is significant that a Jewish writer so jealous for the oneness of God should associate with God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit in this way. And therefore it does indicate their equality together, all being truly God. Mm, that's helpful because I think there's a lot of confusion, isn't there, over mm. that. 
Is there any other Bible passage where the Holy Spirit is linked with the Father and the Son? Well, there are lots of them, Derek, where the Trinitarian formula is found. But let's look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. To God's elect, who have been chosen according to the knowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, for obedience to Jesus Christ and sprinkling by his blood. This shows how the persons of the Godhead act together. God the Father plans. God the Son carried out the plan and died. God the Holy Spirit applies the work of Christ. You can see this Trinitarian formula in lots of other places in the New Testament. Just to give you two more examples, both from Ephesians. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 18, for instance, it says, Through him, that's referring to the Lord Jesus, we both have access to the Father by the one Spirit. And then again in Paul's prayer in Ephesians 3 and verse 14, he says, I kneel before the Father. And then he says, I pray out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And later at the end he says that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. You see their Father, Spirit and Christ referred to altogether. John, one final area as we leave the subject of the Holy Spirit deity. We often read in books about him that he proceeds from both the Father and the Son. Can you explain precisely what that means and show us where it's taught in the Bible? Yes, Derek, Christians have struggled to understand the relationship between the three persons in the one Godhead, how the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are related in their persons and actions. And it is a real struggle to try and understand. In their persons, they are all fully God, co-equal and co-eternal. But in their actions, the Holy Spirit is described as going forth from or proceeding from the Father as a result of the Lord Jesus sending him. I wonder if you could read for us, Derek, John fifteen twenty six. Yes, and Jesus said to his disciples, when the Counselor comes, that's the Holy Spirit, isn't it? Yes. When the Counselor comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. You see there the going out, or in the authorised version it talks of proceeding. He's also referred to as the Spirit of God, or the Spirit of Christ, in Romans 8 and verse 9, where Paul writes, You, however, are not controlled by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit, referring to the Holy Spirit. Then he's referred to like this, if the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, still referring to the Holy Spirit, he does not belong to Christ. Also, God sends the Spirit of his Son. We read that in Galatians 4 and verse 6. Because you are sons, God sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. And so, as people struggle to understand the Trinity, the Father is not the Son, the Son is not the Father or the Spirit, and the Spirit is not the Father or the Son, and they're related to each other. The Son is begotten of the Father, and the Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son. Yes, I think uh, our human understanding is so limited, isn't it? God is so great and beyond our full understanding, we, we can only just grapple with these things. But this is how the Lord has revealed himself in the Bible. And, and what you've shared with us is, is so helpful to know that 
both Father, Son and Spirit are equally mm. God together. John, my last question is again similar to when we concluded our look at the Holy Spirit's personality, and it's this. If the Holy Spirit is God, what should our response be to him? We should love him, we should worship him, and we should honour him as God. We should remember too that God is a consuming fire, and so must be worshipped, as it says at the end of Hebrews 12, with reverence and awe. Any abuse or misuse of his person and powers, the person and powers of the Holy Spirit, is extremely serious. And such abuse is very common, sadly, today, when people claim the Holy Spirit's guidance and authority for things which are clearly wrong when viewed in the light of the Bible's teaching. Such thing is a dreadful thing to claim that the Holy Spirit is working in you to deceive others. If what is happening is not in line with the Scriptures, it cannot be of the Holy Spirit. The Bible itself is produced by this Spirit of Truth. And so we should be very cautious and reverent when we think about the Holy Spirit and we should worship him and love him as God. Well, thank you for being with us here on Serving Today. And until next time, this is Andrew Cook saying goodbye and may God bless you. Well, we hope you enjoyed listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. There are a number of ways to get in touch. Our email address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk. Find us on Twitter at servingtodaygbm. Or you can search our web catalogue at www.gbm.org.uk forward slash radio. Thanks for listening and goodbye.